Hey, welcome back to Real Talk. I am going to cook for you today, and here's why. For the last 365 days, we've been in a pandemic. And I think there's things to learn about a pandemic that maybe cooking will help us to understand. You know, when the pandemic started, we started to hear news from China that there's this virus that broke out. We started to hear news from China that they were quarantining for 30 or 40, 50 days. And we're, as Americans, going, how can you quarantine that long? And here we are, a year later, we're still in a pandemic. And we're asking questions like, is this the new normal? Is this the way life is going to be? And if the pandemic wasn't hard enough, we've experienced in 2020 racial tension and social unrest, which has divided our country. Then we moved into a caustic election season with two flawed candidates and families, neighbors, the church pulled apart over an election. Then there's all these comments about, is the election valid or was it rigged? Is it legitimate? Then we go into January where a protest becomes a riot and it's just tension upon tension, pandemic and political and ethnic tension everywhere. Maybe cooking could help us understand what is God doing in the church of Jesus Christ. So I like to eat and I like to cook. And my favorite thing to eat if I go out to a restaurant or I have a choice is filet mignon, the choicest cut of meat. So here we go. We're gonna brown up some filet mignon. I got my pan here, already hot. We're gonna add some oil. Here we go, are you ready? Sizzle goodness. Let's get some oil going. And we're gonna season the filet. Just a little bit of seasoning. We're gonna throw some kosher salt on there. Here we go. Delicious, and some pepper. Just light. Pat it out, just pat it out, it's okay. Get the pan going, a little oil. And when filet is cooked right, personally, medium rare, oh, it just tastes delicious. Cause it's just a simple cut of meat with no additives. I don't like any seasoning beyond just salt and pepper personally. And I actually get offended when people start eating filet mignon and they bring this out. Like seriously, filet mignon with A1 sauce. If you're going to do anything more than just salt and pepper, you wanna do something that kind of fits the class of the meat. And so what we're going to cook today is a port wine reduction sauce. So we're just working on browning the meat. We're gonna give it some good temperature for a few minutes, just on both sides. And then we're going to make a reduction sauce that will pair just perfectly with this kind of choice meat. So once you get the steak brown the way you want, to that nice dark brown, you can just pull those suckers off and plate them up and let them just sit. You know, with beef, you kind of want to let it rest. And what you're left with, so we're gonna leave that, we'll get back to the beef, but what you're left with is this deliciousness in the pan. I mean, that right there is the base layer of an incredible port wine sauce that pairs with filet mignon. And this has everything to do with, with what God is doing in our country in the American church. So stick with me. Here's where we're gonna start. We're gonna throw in some pearl onions. I love onions with my filet. See them browning up? Mmm, mmm. Now, I'm one of these cooks that doesn't really like uh, recipes. 
I just kind of go by feel. It's more of an art than a science. And I'm just going to take this bottle of port wine and we're just going to add it slowly into the pan and you're going to see it starts to boil. And I might throw in a little extra pepper, a little pepper, a little salt. It's a little bit of beef stock, tomato paste. You could use, if you wanted to, flour, um, cornstarch to thicken, but I, I just like matching the colors. Let's see what Yeah, most people don't use two spoons at a time, but most people aren't me. Why? This is the worst. And just work this tomato paste into, oh, the colors, the aromatics, delicious. And all that goodness is just reducing down to the right kind of sauce to pair with the best kind of meat. You know, any good meal, you have to add in Simon and Gar Garfunkel. Parsley, sage, rosemary. I love uh, good spices, so I'm just gonna throw a whole stalk of rosemary in there, and that's just gonna add some color and flavor. You can smell that cooking. Last thing I'm gonna add is butter, because what good meal doesn't have butter? So you throw in some butter, a couple sticks, well, a couple slices, however you roll. And just, again, this is Joe's cooking channel, not very professional. Now that I got it right there, I'm gonna turn the heat down. Just, just let it sit for a bit. Got these different flavors. You got port wine, beef stock, onions, rosemary, tomato paste, salt and pepper, all just kinda working together in a reduction sauce that's gonna pair beautifully with filet mignon. So here's what you gotta know about a reduction sauce. Here's what's happening. You're adding heat to various ingredients, and as you add heat, it evaporates off some of the unwanted things. Some of it with the port wine, it's evaporating off the alcohol and leaving you with the flavor of the port wine. Some of it's just evaporating all the liquid and thickening and intensifying the flavor. But what's also happening is there's a chemical reaction going on at the molecular level that when you put heat to ingredients, it changes the chemical compounds and brings them together into a totally new flavor. So you put these random ingredients in together and the chef with the right amount of temperature knows how to burn off, evaporate the things that are unwanted to intensify and thicken and to combine ingredients into something new, something beautiful. In so many ways, that's what's happening in 2020 and 2021, that we're presented with all of these ingredients, a pandemic, social, political unrest, tension among family members and among Christians. And God, in his sovereignty, has added into our lives ingredients you and I would never put together things we would never do. We have globalization and technology. We have progress in so many areas of life. And he combines that together in so, in so many ways and throws in a pandemic and throws in social and political unrest and the heat gets turned up. And what's going to emerge from this reduction sauce of the Church of Jesus Christ is something new and something beautiful but it's a process and it requires heat and it requires us to trust the chef. 
one of the things that emerges under the heat of the last year is our true character as individuals and as a church. For Christians, our citizenship is in heaven, and yet so many of us struggle with holding on to citizenship here on earth. Here's what that means. There's times when as followers of Christ, we choose our country over the kingdom of God. And the heat of this last year has shown our true colors as followers of Jesus Christ. As the heat has turned up, as things have become more difficult, as there's greater division and unrest, in this reduction sauce that God is making, where's your citizenship? Our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a Savior from there. And so if you find yourself so loyal to a country that you ignore the kingdom of God, then maybe you should take evaluation of your life and your faith. I'm as patriotic as the next guy. This week, my son is enlisting in the U.S. Army. So I'm patriotic. I love this country. But given the opportunity to choose my loyalty to King Jesus or to this country, my loyalty is to Jesus first and country second. And the heat of this year is showing me there's been times I've been more loyal to, loyal to my country than to my king. One of the realities as Americans, we've enjoyed such a close relationship between the state, our government, our political system, and the church. But this country was founded on the principle of the separation of church and state. People left their country and came to America to start a place where we're free to worship whomever, and the politics of the day doesn't change our worship, that we have freedom here as Americans to worship whomever and whatever we want. And that's such a beautiful aspect of our country. We've enjoyed over the last hundreds of years a close relationship between the state, the political system, and the church. But over the last number of decades, that division is widening. And I think for a lot of Americans, what we're finding as this heat gets turned up is we're grieving the separation of church and state. Meaning we're, we're wishing there was a closer connection between what's happening politically and what's happening in the church. And I get that. There is grief to be had. We can mourn. But none of us would want the church and state to be combined. We celebrate the separation of church and state for everyone to be free to worship whomever and to believe whatever they want. That doesn't give permission to extremism at all, but instead for us to celebrate that our God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, he doesn't need a political system to move his kingdom forward. His kingdom is not of this world, and we're citizens of heaven. And so while we might mourn or grieve the reduction, the change that's taken place in America over the last 50 or 100 years, we can't fight to preserve it and say we want them together. No, America is beautiful because there's a separation of church and state. Oh, as this thing just simmers, you start to collect on the side of the pan all this deliciousness. 
It's thickening up and darkening up this rich, robust flavor. Mmm. As things simmer, we reduce. And one aspect of reduction here in the Church of Jesus Christ, as I've processed the last year, is my own failures as a pastor. I mean, I have failed as a pastor to disciple, to teach, to lead in such a way that encourages you to love country, but to be loyal first and foremost to kingdom. And I think it's a failure of discipleship that we haven't taught a robust theology that heat is a normal aspect of the Christian life. I think of what Paul and Barnabas teach in Acts 14. They say we must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. Or Paul in 2 Timothy 3, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. That it is normal to have heat in our lives. The chef, the cook is good, and he turns up the heat for different reasons, and that's a normal part of following Jesus. How about James, when he says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. I mean, has 2021 been a year where you consider it pure joy to face the heat? That these different ingredients that have come into our lives, they're not just an inconvenience, but something that the chef is putting in our lives to produce in us a robust faith. But in so many ways in America today, starting with me as a pastor, I have failed to teach just how important heat is in bringing out the best in you and me. And I love technology. We wouldn't be here with you right now without technology. So Zoom and FaceTime and church online and school online, these have all become our norms and it's an incredible gift. But for some of us, the danger is we become accustomed to it. When we were made for face-to-face, hand-to-hand, eye-to-eye interaction, So I just encourage you, don't fall into the trap of thinking that technology can replace interaction. Find your way to come out of this pandemic, yes, using technology, but seeking face-to-face interaction, getting our kids into schooling settings where they can interact with their teachers again, being a part of a church family where you're interacting face-to-face again in small groups and in worship. This is the norm. The necessity is technology and it's beautiful, but the norm is together. So find your safe way, your wise way, to interact face-to-face with individuals because that's what you're designed for as a follower of Jesus. So a little bit of residue on the bottom of a pan, some oil, port wine, pearl onions, salt and pepper, beef stock, tomato paste, all ingredients put together over time under heat by a hack chef starts to bring out some incredible new flavors. And if this is the best cut of beef and the flavors that could come and the joy of pairing the best with something reduced, something beautiful, where new flavors emerge, 
where things that are unnecessary are lost and gone. Stop thinking about time. Stop thinking about heat. Take whatever ingredients he has given in your life, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and allow the chef, he is good in all his ways, to reduce you and me. For the things of our lives that are unnecessary and unneeded, loyalties and allegiances that don't help but hinder our faith, to let those go, to grieve, yes, but to let them go. Allow the chef to combine in new and beautiful ways aspects of our lives where we love and serve and we pair perfectly together with the Lord Jesus Christ, being individuals and a church who's known by our love. That's God's design for you and me. If this is what a hack chef can do with these ingredients, what can the God of the universe do with you? See you next time on Real Talk. Come on, Brad. Let's go. I'm not, we're doing a cooking show every week. What Let's eat. This? Are you ready to eat? I'm Are you not gonna, eating that. Why not? It's delicious. Okay, this oh, sprig, this sprig of rosemary. We can ditch that. But look at that. That's what you 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 could get this. This is what you do when I'm not here. Yeah. Let you me. want some? You're not gonna try it. No, I'm not. But I want. You're gonna cut it. It might be a little rare because I didn't finish it back in the plate. But ooh no. It depends on if you like it. Are you happy with this? I might try it. Really? You won't though. You know, you don't like, <laughs> are you now, this. are you not eating it because of me cooking it? No, I trust you. I'm sure you did a great job. I just don't eat this. But What's, it smells. Doesn't it? Amazing. I think we could market this as Faith Church. Like we could do a cooking show oh, every cuisine. week. Faith cuisine. We did peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. That wasn't enough. Oh, yeah, and let's just compare. Your peanut butter and jelly <laughs> to this. Should I, is Mikel going to try it? Get in there. No, Brad's no, not, not feeding, feeding me. You.